What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. This guy is a huge health and wellness coach, advocate, and he's always impacting tons and tons of people every day. And I'll tell you right now, he's hella funny as well. This guy, I got to say, is the 27th degree black belt in chugging coffee. I love that saying on his bio. Guys, please help us welcome the one and only Jordan Sai. What's up, brother? Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Look, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you know, I've been following for quite a while and it's, I just love the way you've positioned everything because you, first of all, you make your content very digestible. Um, you make it easy to understand and it's all things that is very important in people's day-to-day lives. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that a lot. I try. So thank you so much. <laughs> no, of course, man. You know, and, 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 it's, and it's super cool because, you know, going ba- way back to when you started to where you're at now, um, you know, and, and how you've been able to grow, you know, your audience and, and been able to do the things you're doing. I think it's really impressive and it sets a huge example for all the other coaches out there in the, in the industries, um, letting them know that, hey, you know, you can do some really big things as a coach in the wellness space in your career. Yeah, it's true, man. It really, as long as you're, you do the same thing that you preach to your clients, as long as you're consistent with it and you, you stay focused and you just do little things every day, you can make a big impact. A hundred percent. So, so Jordan, just to kind of go backwards, you know, what was that first, um, you know, what was that first experience for you as a coach? And then what led you to get into this whole world of social media? Um, what, what do you mean? Like the first experience as a coach, as a coach, like when's that first, um, initial moment that you started coaching in your career, um, as a trainer, as a wellness coach, and then moving through there, how'd you, how'd you transition into what you're doing now? So, so I got into fitness from wrestling. I started wrestling when I was eight years old. Uh, I'm super short. I come from a very short family and, uh, my mom wanted my brother and I to be able to, you know, defend ourselves. So she was like, I'm going to put you two into wrestling. And I was eight years old. And the only type of wrestling that I knew was like WWF style wrestling. So I remember being like, you want me to hit someone with a chair? And she was like, no, you idiot, like Olympic style wrestling, which I still didn't know what that meant. So she put us into wrestling and I fell in love with it. I just completely fell in love with it. It's all I thought about. It's all I cared about. Uh, so that was when I was eight years old. I did that. And by the time I got to high school, I made varsity as a freshman. So I beat a junior out for the varsity spot. And I was good from a technical perspective and an endurance perspective. But, uh, because I was 14 going up against mainly like 16, 17, 18 year olds, my strength wasn't where it needed to be. So I applied to a gym, uh, that was a couple towns over from me. And I was like, listen, I'll take the trash out. I'll clean the floor. It's just like, let me, let me come and learn from you. And I was very lucky because they let me come and learn from them. They let me come intern and they also were incredibly science-based. I was very lucky that this is the gym that I applied to and that they took me in because most gyms are not very science-based. What's, what's the name of this gym? So it's not open anymore, but it was called punch kettlebell gym. Shout and out the, to them. Uh, the, uh, the trainers, Stacy Shaler and Kevin McCarthy, who now they do their own thing, but they were like, you know, it's funny thinking back, they were 25, 26, 27 at that time. And, and now I'm 30, but I was, I was 14, 15 year old kid. And, uh, I'm still very good friends with both of them. Um, but they were very science-based. And so from 14 years old, I was thrust into the science-based fitness industry, whereas most people don't get into it ever, but if they do get into it, it's usually in their earliest mid to late twenties, oftentimes. Um, so 
I worked there, I interned there for a couple of years. And then I started coaching there by the time I was about 16 and my first ever client one-on-one, his name was Fred and it's a true story, Fred, 68 years old. And his only goal was to be able to pick up his grandson without hurting his shoulders. That was it. And I remember, you know, I was 16 at the time and my only goals were to be a good wrestler and look good naked. That's it. That's like any 16 year old boy. Like why not? (laughs) <laughs> that was it. And, and you know, how much life experience do you have at 16? Not that much. So for me to have this opportunity to coach someone else who had n- their fitness goal, it was nothing to do with looking good naked or being a better performance athlete. It was just, I want to pick up my grandson without my shoulders hurting. And that like really struck an emotional chord with me. And that's when I fell in love with coaching. When I realized I want to help Fred reach his goals, not just have everybody try and look good naked or whatever. I want to, I I'm passionate about helping Fred reach his goals, regardless of what my goals are. And that's really when I became passionate about coaching. Um, and then in terms of social media, you know, I, I coached in person from like 14 all the way until 25. So I was doing that for like a little over 10 years. And then at around 21, I also started a website. So I was training at a gym called Westside Barbell. Mm. I started a website and I just started writing articles one time a week, every week, I was just writing articles about what I was learning and what my training looked like. And so by the time I got to, by the time I graduated college and by the time I had spent a couple of years out of college, I had a functioning online business so that when I decided to stop coaching in person, I could just go full what, on. What year was this? This was in 2014. I believe I went mm. full online. Yeah. So you were, you were, you were doing the online thing before it was even a huge thing yet. Yeah. I started my website in July of 2011. So I, I started it before Instagram existed. I, st- I started writing articles in 2011 and I wrote at least one article a week, every week from 2011 to 2015. Wow. And, and I want to ask you when you first started that article, how long did it take for it to really start popping off and start getting traction? Probably two, two and a half years for the first year and a half or so. The only people that read my articles were me and my mom. And I don't even think she read most of them. I, like, I, I got like 20 website views a day, the vast majority of which were my mom and then a couple of which were me. And that was it for the first couple of years. Um, it really didn't pop off for at least two years or so before things really started. And and when, when I say pop off, I mean like instead of 20 views a day, it was like 200 to 500 views a day. Like it wasn't like virality. It was just <laughs> a couple hundred more views. Yeah. So what, what kept you going though? Like, cause I, dude, let's be honest. Most people two and a half years, they see that and they'll just give up, you know? And it's so funny cause I, I feel like there's similarity with when I'm hearing your story and some of my story, which I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little quick highlight after, but it's like most people start some piece of content and they just expect it to pop off right away. And then when yeah. it doesn't, and then after like just even three, four months, they just give up. What, what kept you going? Like what made you realize and see the vision ahead that this was going to be the future and that this was going to work? Yeah, it's a great question. So the thing for me was I, I was very lucky in terms of when I started, I started it in 2011 before Instagram existed before TikTok, before any of this stuff. And it was really before online coaching was a thing. So when I started making my website, this is probably the biggest distinction. One of the biggest reasons I was able to succeed is because I didn't know an online business was possible. 
right? Like I had no idea that I could make money from my website. I didn't anticipate coaching people online. I didn't anticipate people paying me. I just, I saw the people that I admired like Eric Cressy and uh, Dan John and Tony Gentlecore and Joel Jamieson and Mike Robertson, uh, all these people writing articles online. And I was like, okay, so that just must be what I have to do because that's what they're doing. So I started doing it. And for me, since I had no idea making money was a possibility, I didn't get upset when no one was paying me money. Cause that wasn't even in my mind a reality. Like I, I didn't comprehend that it was if, if one person liked my post or if one person wrote me a message and said, Hey, that article is super helpful. That was it. That was my payment. It was worth it at that point. That's like, that's all I needed to keep going. I didn't need hundreds of thousands of followers. I didn't need to make money because I didn't know that was a possibility at the time. So I think for me, that's, that's probably why I was able to succeed because my expectations were not like making tons of money, having tons of followers. It was just, I want to help people. That's all I want to do. And with, if one person was helped by an article that I spent two weeks writing, then it was worth it. And that was it. Um, the other thing is, like I said, Instagram wasn't a thing yet. TikTok wasn't a thing yet. And now not only that, and on top of that, now people want to become an online coach because they think it's going to be easy money. They think it's easy money. They can do it from wherever, blah, 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 blah. And they also think, well, as long as I, if I make one piece of content, all of a sudden I'm going to get thousands of followers and people are going to want to pay me. And that's not how it fucking works. That's right. right? Like with, with a website article, you are inherently more patient because it takes so much longer to put that together. Like to take an entire week to write one article is not abnormal, but for Instagram, you can make one post very, very quickly, even a pretty good post. You can make a pretty good post within about an hour or so. And, but the faster you create it, the more you expect people to go in and more quickly you expect this response. Whereas the website article, you could spend a week, two weeks on it and like get next to nothing. And you're, you're okay with that. And you're not happy about it, but it's par for the course. So it's this immediate gratification as that nowadays people are conditioned to expect this. It's, I hate it when people say, Oh, just nowadays, everyone wants this. Like, yeah, we do, but it's, we're conditioned to expect it mm-hmm. based on the media that we consume. We're conditioned to expect rapid, immediate success when the reality is that's just not how it works. I agree. I agree. It's funny that you said that because, right, you, you get text messages instantly, so you expect and then the response within no later than five minutes. Yeah. Emails, you know, DMs, you know, content, all this stuff, you know, now you got notifications so you can you can get everything instantly. And it's one of those things where it's like I always say, the, 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 the three things you can never speed up, you can for sure never speed up in life is your health, your business and your relationships. Mm. Um, you know, the moment you try speeding those things up when you actually see them crumble back down. Um, and, and I'll tell you right now with what you just shared, I think it's such a perfect example of, you know, what you went through, not knowing that you can even make money with online is the fact that if you're chasing only money, you're not going to be able to scale and grow in what you're trying to really do. But if you actually correct. focus on scaling and growing what you really want to do, the money will come. And I yeah, think that you're such exactly a perfect right. example. That's the first thing that I thought in my head. I was like, such a perfect example. And obviously in your case, it because you didn't even know you were just doing yeah. it straight out of passion and wanting to help people. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm, it's not like I'm morally superior or self-righteous. It was literally, I had no clue. Right. And that's why I think if I started today, I don't know if I'd be as successful <laughs> because like, obviously, you know, I want to start a business. I want to make money. Right? Make like, money. It was, it was my ignorance that led me to just focus on my passion. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So going from there, you know, you know, getting these articles out, let's, let's fast forward to now they are hitting. What was that next step? You know, how'd you capitalize on that? And, and where did your, your life start shaping from there? So started writing articles in 2011. Um, and you know, I was in college, so I was in my college dorm room and I had, you know, some, I remember this one girl, Maya being like, what qualifies you to write articles? And she was giving me shit for it. And I was like, I'm going to show this girl, da, 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 just like being super mean. And I had, I had, it was so funny. I had like, I got a lot of shit from, from teachers and professors and stuff. Like I was, I was an elite powerlifter at this point. Like I was an elite powerlifter. I was making a name for myself in the powerlifting world. Um, and I was also a little bit cocky. So I remember like if teachers would say something that I disagreed with, like, I'd be like, ah, you're wrong, which there's probably a better way to go about it rather than calling them out in front of the class. But I'll never forget. I had written an article on West side barbells conjugate method. And we were learning about the conjugate method in strength and conditioning class. And my teacher said something that was patently incorrect about the conjugate method. And I raised my hand. I was like, that's actually not true. And, uh, and he was like, well, let's Google it. So we go on Google and he searches the conjugate method. And the first article is mine that pops. And the class freaked out. Cause oh, it was like on man. the big screen. They're like, Oh, that's his website. And so it's like, that's when my website started to pop up on Google. See, at, that, at that moment, that's when it would have been great to have Instagram and everybody's sharing that on their stories. Yeah. so so i started in 2011 but things didn't really i didn't so i had these like my roommates or house suite mates or people in the gym who would ask me to coach them and so i would do some in-person coaching i started the powerlifting team at my school and so i was coaching people all throughout college as well um but i remember after about two years or so of writing articles and, and people online starting to message me and asking me if, if I would coach them, I would always just say, yeah, I'll coach you. And I would just do it for free because I was like, sure. I didn't know you could pay me, but I remember Going one back day, to that first thing you were talking about, I, I was literally, I was coaching people all over the country for free. And one day I got a message from a woman from Brazil and the way she structured her email changed my life forever. She, her email just said, Hey, how much do you charge for online coaching? No one had ever asked how much I charged before. Wow. No one had ever put. So I, I remember just sitting and specifically there, for online coaching. For online That's the coaching, crazy right? part. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know. So I wrote back. I was like, uh, three hundred bucks for twelve weeks. That's just what I. And she was like, cool. How do I pay? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, there. I I couldn't believe it. That I was like, because when I said three hundred for twelve weeks. I didn't expect her to even reply. Never mind. Like I thought if she did reply, I'd be like, ah, never mind. Da, da, whatever. She was like, cool. How do I pay? So then I had to Google, how do I make online payments? Da, da, da. And I found this website That's called what, paypal.com. I was going to say Venmo cash up didn't even exist. Didn't exist back then <laughs> at all. So then I had to, I got a PayPal account, but I had to connect my PayPal to my bank account, which takes a little bit, like it's not an instant thing. So then a t- couple days later when my PayPal account was approved, I sent her the thing. And I remember I sent it to her. And I was like, there's no way she's going to send me 300 bucks. Like there's absolutely no way. And within a couple hours, I get a notification that I got 300 bucks in my PayPal account. And I was like, oh my God, this random woman from Brazil who I've never spoken to in my life, just, she reads my website articles, just paid me 300 bucks. You're like, this shit works. (laughs) And I was like, and so that was on a Friday. And I was like, you'll have your program by Monday. I spent, I, I probably spent 16 hours trying to design the perfect program and make it look really nice and give her a whole pamphlets of everything she'd need to know. Like I couldn't believe this woman had paid me 300 bucks that I went so far. She, above she got like a 10 K service. 
she got like an unbelievable service. And even when I sent it, I was like, she's probably going to want a refund. I was like, when I finally sent it, I was like, I don't think that, I don't even know if this is worth 300 bucks. Like I can't, I can't tell. I was a young kid. And so I sent it to her and she was like, this is amazing. Thanks so much. And that was it. And so from then on, anytime someone asked about coaching, I'd be like, I started charging and my business model changed a lot over the years, but I did online coaching one-on-one all the way until this 2015. And then in 2015, I added another service, which is my inner circle, which is like a a group membership, which is basically, I got to a point in 2015 that I couldn't take on any more one-on-one clients. My service would go down. Like I I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't take on any more one-on-ones. And there were plenty of people who were like, I can't afford one-on-one coaching, which I always hated. So I wanted a lower cost option that people could take part in, even if they, uh, they weren't, weren't able to afford one-on-one. And so I started the inner circle. And so I did inner circle and one-on-one until the summer of 2017. But at this point I'm coaching Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm doing one-on-one online coaching and I'm doing my inner circle and it was just too much, but it was very difficult for me to fully transition solely into the inner circle because from a business perspective, number one, I built the entire foundation of my business off of one-on-one. So the idea of changing the foundation of my business was very scary, but also it was, um, it was the idea of having one person pay three or $400 a month versus having one person pay 24.99 a month. I was like, I, it's difficult for me to say no to three to $400 a month. And instead just say, Hey, maybe 24.99 a month. But I remember I spoke to my assistant and I was like, I need you to not allow me to take on any more one-on-one coaching clients. I need to fully transition to the inner circle. So we had a big conversation. And so in two, that summer of 2017, stopped taking one-on-one clients. I just, kept where I was at. And then slowly over the next several years, you know, people cancel. So like I just dwindled my way down to now I only have like five or 10 one-on-one clients that I'm just very close with and people I've been working with for years and years and years. Um, but it's basically solely inner circle at this point, just my, my membership. That's the the majority of what I do and what I spend my time on. That's awesome, man. That's really, really cool. And I'll tell you something like, you know, because, you know, obviously a lot of people say, oh, you know, Jordan worked with Gary Vee and, 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 you know, obviously that's really cool. But what's really cool is that you've built a lot of this firsthand on your own before even meeting Gary Vee. You know, and a lot of people can easily say, well, he probably got help from Gary Vee and he got this. And I'm not saying, obviously, we're always going to learn from one of the best. Yeah. But, you know, you had such a huge foundation and core already without even knowing these things that that's why you're at where you're at. So, you know getting into the conversation of, you know, working with Gary V, you know, where were you at? And then what kind of made him say, I want to work with this guy, Jordan? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's funny. A lot of people think that I am where I am because of Gary. And it was actually really funny. Gary and I were having dinner one time in LA and these two people walking by, they recognized both of us and uh, they recognized Gary first, obviously. And they're like, oh yeah, we follow you too. Da, da, da. And, and I remember it was a couple uh, a man and a woman. And the guy said like, Oh man, aren't you lucky that you coach Gary? Cause like you're be- you're doing so well now. And Gary interrupted him and he's like, no, 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 no. Like Gary was like, he's done everything on his own. I haven't helped him at all. And the only reason that, that I got him to coach me is because of his content. Cause Gary actually found me from my content. Love that. Um, 
So I started writing articles in 2011 and in 2012, I wrote an article that is to this day, one of my least popular, least read, least liked articles ever. It was an article about three ways to improve your posture. If you work at a, at a desk and you sit at a desk all day, no one liked the article. It was, ter- it was like, I thought it was a good article, but no one liked it. And it was at a time when my article, my website wasn't big or anything, but one person found that article. And he was a, uh, an accountant in Chicago at the time. I had no idea who he was. We had never met, we had never spoken, but if anybody ever left a comment on one of my articles, I always replied at that time. Cause I wasn't getting that many. And I always wanted to make sure anyone who, who commented, I would, they would get a full reply. So this random guy here asked me a question on this web on this article. And I replied to him in full and long story short, that accountant in Chicago, several years later, he became a personal trainer and he moved to New York city and he met Gary in New York city and he became Gary's personal trainer. And this guy's name is Mike Vicanti. He's one of my best friends of all time. We are business partners now, but he became Gary's uh, first personal trainer. He coached Gary for two years. And when his uh, two year deal with Gary was up, Gary said, all right, who's going to coach me now? And Mike had followed me ever since that article that he commented on when he was an accountant years earlier. And he said, I think I know a guy. And I was living in Israel at the time. And so Mike reached out and he was like, Hey man. And Mike and I were not friends at this time. We were not friends. Like we didn't talk. Like I knew who he was. You guys weren't even like, we were not in communication. Wow, so it was just from that one time, him remembering. I didn't even know that Mike was the guy who left that comment. We figured this out oh, years shoot. later. I That's didn't crazy. know that. My, I had didn't think about that comment ever again until I remember asking Mike, I was like, why did you think of me? And he was like, well, I followed you ever since you answered one of my comments on your website. And then he told me that story and I went back to that article and that was him. And the, the comment is still there from 2012. Dude, that's um, insane. So Mike reached out and I was living in Tel Aviv and he was like, how would you like to coach Gary? And I thought it was a fucking joke. And, uh, and so then I flew from Tel Aviv to New York. I booked a, a ticket immediately and I, uh, for, for an interview. Basically, it, was, it, it wasn't a guaranteed position, but it was an interview. So I coached Gary, flew back to Tel Aviv all within about 36 hours. My roommate in Israel didn't even know I, was, I left the country. And then six weeks later, I get a text message from an unknown number just saying, are you ready? And I said, who the fuck is this? Cause I didn't know who it was. And then I get a reply with a shirtless picture of Gary flexing. And I was like, oh my God, I got the job. And, uh, and then a week later I moved from Tel Aviv to New York city. And I had a three year deal with Gary where I coached him seven days a week for three years straight, no weekends, no vacations, no breaks, no nothing. If Gary was in Hong Kong, I was in Hong Kong coaching him. If he was in LA, I was in LA coaching him. If he was in Amsterdam, I was in Amsterdam coaching him all over the world, three years straight, seven days a week. That's what you call dedication, man. I think it's so crazy. And I say this all the time. That's why I'm like, man, if you really believe in a good piece of content you want to put out, it doesn't matter if it's not the sexiest, it's the, the most appealing, but you know it's good quality, put that shit out, man. Like, I, I'm a huge advocate of that because you never know. You never know. Yeah, I might not get the craziest likes, the most comments, but you never know that one person who does like it or comment it in who they are, who they Correct. might know, and what that might do for you in the future. And it just takes yep. that one that hits that one person like this in the gut and be like, damn, this is some good stuff. And that will do it for you. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. Gary I didn't said, even know that backside of your story. Like, that's Gary insane. Said, Gary, said one of me, Gary said to me one time, he said, you never know what piece of content is going to change your life forever. And it's the truth. Like, that article about posture changed my life forever. But number one, it was a, a shitty article that no one liked. And to this day, no one really likes 
And it didn't really change my life until about five years after I wrote it. Right. You just, you have no idea, right. You have, you don't know. So just put out more content. Uh, and that's the, that's the article you got hanging on your wall. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool, man. Like, you know, to really, you know, and, and I love hearing these stories because when you start looking back and connecting the dots, it just makes you really realize that how life can work in so many funny ways. Um, mm. and the way it can surprise you in so many interesting ways, you know, thinking that you're in, also as one, you're in a whole other side of the world and you're getting this whole opportunity on another side of the world and you having to take that leap of faith to do that as well. Um, it's just really insane, dude. Like that, that's mind boggling. So now you're working with Gary, you know, how was that experience? And, you know, for you, what would you say is the, the biggest thing you learned from working with Gary as a person, just in general? Yeah. I mean, the, without question, the, the biggest thing I learned from Gary was just watching him. I was able to see how hard he worked it's fucking unbelievable. The amount that this guy works is unmatched by anybody ever. So uh, you, something that you're it, like, this is in, inhuman. So keep in mind, by the time I was coaching Gary, I had what I considered a very successful business. Um, I, I was living in Israel. I was able to travel the world on my own. Like I, I was a young kid. I was 25 years old. And I was like, this is it. Like, cool. Very successful. And I worked hard. Like I did work hard, but like, when I started coaching Gary, I saw a completely different side of hard work that I think I'm very blessed to have seen it. Cause I don't think many people ever get the chance to see this level of hard work. It's unreal waking up at five in the morning, getting a workout in by six, like everything in his calendar is planned out, including his shower, including his like Uber ride or his drive to the office, all the car, the, wow. the phone calls he has in the car, everything is booked out a year and a half in advance. Just like every minute of the day, having like three, four five dinner meetings in a row, I would have to go sit with him at dinner while he would have like four or five dinner meetings in a row. And I would be there and I'd just be on my computer like doing emails and client work while like he's meeting with these super famous people or high executives or whatever it is. And he has four or five meetings in a row and he just sits in the same spot for like six hours. Well, new people cycle in every hour, they have a meeting, they go out, new meeting, they go out and they'll eat the dinner. And then he would, he can't have four or five dinners. So like I would get, I would order the dinner, tell him what to get. And then he'd have one and just be there the rest of the night. And that was wow. it. Um, so talk about high performing schedule. That's a high dude, performing crazy. schedule. So for me, that was probably the best thing I learned because when I started working with him, I was like, man, I, I've been working hard, but I can work a lot harder. And that's when my business really took an, took things to a new level. When I realized how much time I was actually wasting, how much free time I had to be able to work, to put more effort in. And that's when my business really jumped when it, when it went from a, a great business, a successful business, but to like a much more successful, a much more impactful business uh, on a higher level. Now, the other thing is I did it for three years and I think an one of Gary, one of the things Gary talks about all the time is self-awareness. And you have to be aware of like what type of life you want to live. And I'd say after three years of watching Gary and, and living that Gary lifestyle, I know for a fact, I don't want that life at all. Like, and that's probably the, the other great thing I learned from him is I was able to see, you know, I, I was, I flew on you. private, I flew on private jets and I saw like the, the insanely nice hotels and da, 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 and like all that stuff, the stuff that you see on Instagram and think, oh, that must be the life. And I was like, honestly, I really like 
staying at home with my wife and having a, having a, a, a schedule and a routine where I can, you know, do the same things on a regular basis and see the same people. And if I want to go on a trip and travel, great, I can do that a couple times a year, but I don't want that to be my year where I'm traveling all the time on the road, nonstop, barely sleeping. Like I don't care about the private jets. I don't care about like the, the fancy champagne. I don't care about that stuff. And candidly, Gary doesn't either, but when that's your lifestyle, a lot of times that's what happens. Whereas like the people you're hanging out with care about that stuff. And it's like, I don't give a shit. Like I just want to live a pretty simple life. So for me, it was a, a very eye-opening experience. Being like, cool. I saw it. I lived it. Not for me. Totally. Dude, I think that's so cool to me. And like those two learning lessons, especially saying like, I also learned that that's not what I wanted. And I think that that's uh, something as well that a lot of people, you know, when they, mirror other big individuals and stuff like you can also do yourself so much good by saying you know what maybe that's not what i what i really want you know and yeah. being truthful to that because i think sometimes too when we shadow somebody that's bigger or somebody who's famous or well known and you know you're 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 kind of saying like trying to like almost underplay the fact that you know how can i not maybe make this person seem like I don't want to live the lifestyle you're doing. I don't want to work as hard as you can. And now you're going to think that I'm not a high performer and it's not that it's just, that's not who I really am. And you got to be okay with that. You know, you could be exactly a high performer right. in your own way, you know, and that's why there is no right or wrong. I truly be there. There truly is. And when you hear people tell people like, why do you work so hard? Why do you, well, that's maybe what makes them happy, you know, and yeah. the same thing goes with the other person, you know, now when you catch yourself complaining more than three times about something, then that probably tells you, you got to do something about it. You know, yeah. that's when a shift happens. So, dude, I really appreciate that story because that's really, really, really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's true. So we're, we're going forward from there, you know, you jumping, you know, now into your own thing again, not working with Gary anymore. What was that next moment for you? Like, how did that feel leaving that for three years and then going on your own again in, in the sense of running now? And obviously, you were running your business before, you know, obviously, you were doing everything on your own, but really now just not having that high performance schedule behind Gary. How was that feeling for you initially? And then kind of, you know, you mentioned the learning lessons. What did you take right away and start applying? Man, I remember the first day I didn't have to wake up to coach him at six in the morning and it felt fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it felt oh, great. Man. I remember those coaching uh, I was, days. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is the right decision for sure. Um, so, and, you know, it's one of those things and Gary's such a great guy. I wasn't worried about losing the relationship with him. I wasn't worried about like, I know if I need to call him right now, he'll pick up. Um, but I know for a fact, like we talk on a regular basis. We say, I love you all the time. Like I knew that he just wants what's best for me. Totally. So I wasn't worried about that at all. And I had already run my own business for many years. And so I was like, it's literally all that's going to happen is I will now have more time to focus on the things that I want to focus on. And that's really what happened because when I was coaching Gary, I let my own fitness and health go by the wayside. I, you know, cause I was traveling all over the world. I was coaching Gary. I was doing my own business. I was working really hard. I stopped focusing on my own health and fitness. Uh, I was sleeping like shit. I was pulling all nighters to work more. I wasn't really working out very much. My nutrition was awful. It was, it was, and it wasn't like I didn't have control over it. Cause I did. I, actively chose not to focus on my health and fitness so that I could spend more time on my business. It was a, a sacrifice that I willingly made. Um, but now that I didn't have Gary and I didn't have all of the travel and all that, I was like, cool, I need to get my own fitness back in check. So started really working out again, started, started jujitsu up, started, uh, getting my nutrition back in check. And it was 
it was a really interesting thing for me to go through as a coach because for the first time I, I've been athletic my whole life. I've done sports my whole life. I had never gone through like a D training phase where I didn't really, where I just felt out of shape. I was felt like I was always in shape until that time in my life. So for the first time in my life, I felt like a complete newbie in the gym again. And it was actually really cool because I got a new perspective, you know, as a coach and as what people might feel like going in the gym for the first time or after taking a number of years off. And it was very difficult for probably the first like three to six months, struggling with motivation to go, struggling with like not seeing the results that I wanted, da, 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 da. But I stayed consistent. I kept doing it. And that was in, in June of 2019. And now I've, I've, dude, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. I'm training jujitsu six times a week. I'm lifting three or four times a Savage. week. Like my, my blood pressure, it, when I stopped coaching Gary, my blood pressure, it was like 145 over like 90, which was not good for a guy under 30 years old. Uh, it's like pre-hypertensive. So I was going to say, and, got that high? Oh yeah, it got wow. that high, man. So, so right now it's like, 110 over 60, which is fucking great. Um, and that was one of my major goals. I actually made a YouTube video about that when I stopped coaching Gary, about like, what are my fitness goals and what do I want to accomplish? And my blood pressure was number one. Um, so yeah, dude, now I'm in the best shape of my life, best condition, best strength, like all of it, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. And, um, I don't work nearly as hard on my business at all. I don't work nearly as hard. I do the things I love. I do podcasts because I really enjoy it. I do Instagram Q and A's and I, you know, I just, I do the things I enjoy, but I don't work anywhere near as hard as I used to. And I have absolutely zero guilt about it, uh, which is probably one of the best feelings in the world because I can focus on the things that matter to me a lot right now. Dude, I love that. And that's at the end of the day, the the end goal. And, you know, obviously you're living it and you've heard Gary say it over time. It's, It's about being happy. It's not about, you know, how much money, how much work you're putting. It's about you really happy. You know, if this makes you mm-hmm. happy, then great. And if that makes you happy, then great. But it's really about finding that happiness inside it and making that happen. Dude, it's, it's funny that you say that because it's like even looking back at my, my life, I, I used to wrestle too. Um, I played football. Okay. And that's why I got into training because um, I was like, honestly, for me, it was like the most boring reason why I got in. I said I needed work. I needed money. And I wanted to do something that I liked, you know, so I said, oh, great. I get a free membership. I can keep working out, you know, so my mom got me a job. She was actually she was a step aerobics instructor for 24 years at Bally's. Wow. So I got my first job with Bally's. And then from there, you know, LA Fitness worked with Equinox. And that's where I really took my next level of education was going through the Equinox Academy, which actually I lived in New York for six months and then came back to Miami and, uh, you know, I want to say 2011, I, you know, I did the whole Instagram thing to putting some tips. I took it seriously, 2013, 2014, and then from there opportunities. But I, I just thought it was cool because there was a lot of similarity there with, you know, our story. And dude, even recently, man, like I went through a moment where, you know, when I made a shift, I decided to leave the personal training space in person on, online to do business coaching and open up my agency. And I took a hit with my own health. My business mm. went up like crazy, but I took a hit with my own health. And, you know, this last year going through my co, you know, uh, me and my ex splitting up, going through co-parenting, figuring that out. It's been a mm. challenge, man. And it's one of those things where it's like, I was like, enough is enough. I got to start taking care of myself because this is, this is who I am. This is my root. Like, I've always been a high performer, a competitor, an athlete. 
and I've always been in good shape. And it was when I started getting like, even in, like in moments of anxiety, heart 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 palpitations, um, sluggish. Like it was a point I'm like, dude, I was like, do I have cancer or something? Do I have like I was my my <laughs> mind was playing crazy games on me because I, I never felt like this before. But you know what's crazy? It made me realize I'm like, man, if if I was always very healthy and I'm feeling like this now, imagine what people really feel often yep. and that's what yep. fucked me up i was like people are living this consistently i was like damn you know and it yeah. made me appreciate more even you know the importance of health and fitness and getting myself back in shape and uh you know i saw so much correlation with that so you know you on the coaching side you know what would you do or what would you say to a high high performing individual who might be going through that journey that you know we went through and they're having a hard time trying to get back to maybe where they were or someplace that they've never been. What are your first initial steps to be able to work with that person? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is I, I know a lot of, you know, high performing people think that they, they, they're oftentimes all or nothing people, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm either going to go all in or not do it at all. That's usually a very common thing with them. Moderation is hard among these people. Uh, and that's not how it works in fitness. That, that's not how your health works. It's not an all or nothing game. It's not a zero sum game. Uh, it's, you know, you can add a, a little bit of exercise in and that can, it can actually have dramatic effects on your health and, and performance and fitness. A lot of people say, for example, like they, a lot of people will think that walking doesn't count as exercise, which is, it's one of the most fucking ignorant things anybody can say. And I always say, say that one more time, say that one more time louder. For people who don't think that walking is actual exercise, it is one of the most fucking ignorant things that you can possibly mm -hmm. say. And I've, I've always said to them, if you saw what happens on a cellular level, when you just go for a 20 minute walk, you would never, ever, ever again, question how impactful just walking can be for your health. Um, if you look at you, you can look at all different diets across the world. You can look at, at populations, their diets, their exercise protocols. Uh, you can look at, I mean, you can look at so many different variables, high fat diet, low fat diet, high protein, low protein, high carb, low carb, all this stuff across the world. But if you look at across the world, all the, the longest living, healthiest populations, you're going to see all these different variables, but the one common theme among the, the longest living populations is walking. The, that is the one common theme among them all, right? You see Mediterranean diet, you see uh, the, the Japanese diet, you see the Okinawan diet, you see uh, Alaskan diet, you see different diets all across the world based on food availability and geographical uh, and, and environmental factors, right? But the one common factor among the longest living societies and the healthiest societies is walking. That's it. It's, it's not it's the easiest thing to start with too. It's not sprinting. It's not, it's not super heavy weightlifting, which I love. I'm a huge fan of it. It's not like, it's not the keto diet. It's not fat burning pills. It's fucking walking. That's the one common theme. And so for anybody who's struggling with where to begin or, or, or what to do to get started, I always just say, start walking at least three to four days a week, just for 20 to 40 minutes. Just go on a walk three days a week or so, 20 to 40 minutes. If you can do that, if you can start with that, which realistically there's absolutely zero reason why you can't do that. You can't at the very least take a business call and go on a walk. Like if, if I'm on a call on my phone in my apartment, I will walk around my apartment while I'm on the phone. It's not that hard. There's zero reason not to do it. Um, there's no reason why you can't ideally I'd love you to get outside if you can and get some vitamin D that'd be great. But 
just get some steps in, just totally. start walking and set some time aside to do that every week. And you can always, and you can even spend time with your loved ones if you want walking together and talking. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, dude, it's so amazing that you brought that up. Cause one of the things I literally, before jump on the pod, I think it was like an hour before I was reading some stuff up and I was doing a little video for YouTube. What are the, you know, some of the, you know, thought out or looked for takeover trends in fitness in 2022. And one of the things I'm surprised they put in and it was making walking dominant again. And I yeah. was just like, yes. I was like, this is great because it's so true, man. It's the easiest thing. And it's one of those things that, you know, at the end of the day, you can do other things while you're doing it. It's not that complicated. If that's your excuse, oh, well, I got to find time. No, you can do something else on a business call with your, spend time with your wife or your friend, um, whatever it is you can do it with, with other things or other people. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, moving ahead of that, you know, let's say somebody's already gotten the walking process done. They're incorporating this into their lifestyle. They're seeing some changes. What would you do as a coach? What would be that next initial thing to just increase that a little bit more, um, you know, with their health and fitness? Obviously, there's there's goal-specific stuff, but what would you do from there? After walking, I'd love to start seeing people add in some strength training. Like, that's, like, I'm a huge proponent of strength training. I think it's massively underrated uh, for both men and women. Um, I think adding in two to four days a week of strength training anywhere in that range, two days, three days, or four days a week of strength training. If you're going to go two days a week, you could do a full body split. So let's say, as an example, let's say you go Monday and Friday, do an upper body, do a full body day on both days, right? If you go three times a week, we'll say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, these are just examples. Then I would say do lower body Monday, upper body Wednesday, and full body on Friday. I wouldn't do three full body workouts. It's a little bit too much. It's hard to recover from three full body workouts in, in one week. So lower body, upper body, then full body on the last day. And if you're doing four times a week, I love a, an upper lower split. So let's say you're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday as your four time a week workout. Then you could do lower body on Monday, upper body on Wednesday, lower body on Friday, upper body on Saturday. And those are my preferred splits. Love that. And I always tell people too, like, don't make it complicated. Go back to the basics as well. Go back mm, to the basics. Yeah. That's yeah, powerful. That's it. Man, I, Jordan, I, I, you know, and I know you're a busy guy and I just want to say, I appreciate you once again, coming on here, sharing your story, giving us this knowledge, you know, how you started, you know, and just guiding people and helping people with what you do every single day, brother. I really appreciate your time. Um, dude, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. This was a blast. Thank you so much. Um, if anyone wants to connect with me, I have my own podcast, the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast, Instagram, Syatt Fitness, or if you just Google my name, Jordan Syatt, you're going to find a lot. Boom. You guys heard it. And guys, uh, one more thing. If you got value out of this podcast um, and you really, really took something away with this from this, just grab one single thing today and don't wait till tomorrow, the next day. Do it right now. All right. Like I always say, motivation is good, but action is great. So make sure you take an action on one thing that you learned from this and apply it to your life. If you got value out of this, I would appreciate if you like, subscribe, comment, share, drop a reading, leave a review because the more love you show me, the more love I can show back. Guys, till next time on the Sweat It Out podcast.